Hey, hey, Star Wars fans, it's Gary here from Spark of Rebellion, and we would love for you to listen to all of our brand new episodes when they land every single Saturday. Make sure you follow us on your podcast app of choice or pop over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that via our Patreon. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon and come and join our other patrons. And thank you so much for your continued support. Now, may the force be with you and on to this week's Spark of Rebellion. Hello there. Hello there and welcome to Spark of Rebellion. This is your weekly Star Wars podcast. Hope you're keeping well and you had a good week. Welcome back. This is episode 143. Not much news to go through on the old Star Wars front this week. So we're going to concentrate, as always, on the Book of Boba Fett, as that's the thing that's, uh, that we've been talking about for the last know, month now, I suppose. So yeah, we've got a big one to talk through. We've got the last chapter, chapter seven. Quite a bit happened with that. And then we're just going to round off with our thoughts on the season as a whole. So that'll be good. My name's Gary, I'm one of your hosts. As always, flying the old Falcon, and joining me, as always, is the dude that I wouldn't say looks like Chris Anton. I don't think he does, kind of, although some people have said it this week, but I can't see it myself, but I don't know, he's more like a Chewy to me. It's Mr. Mark, you know I did. Yeah, probably uh, as tough as, as, as old Santo, as Boba calls him. Santo, I'm glad you're back. Well... You're kicking off, weren't you, last week? <laughs> no need to be like that, is there? Bet by name, bet by nature. Um, <laughs> but I'm all right, thanks, mate. Are you? You had a good day? Yes, thanks, dude. Yeah, it's been good. a good old. Uh, it's been a good old week for Star Wars. I finally finished the old um, bit of Lego, the Tie Fighter set. Uh, set. Looks very nice. Nothing, nice. nothing amazing, nothing crazy. Look good though. It's a good little. Yeah, it's a good little one. That. So where did you put it? Uh, it's just up on this bookshelf over here at the minute, but. Get out, out of my viewpoint, and I can't see it. Yeah, not bothered then. Oh, yeah, hold on. Not yet, yeah, hold on. Oh yeah, that does look good. That doesn't it? Yeah, it's pretty. Do min- you come on a stand then, like the old X-wing. Uh, no, but I was going to say actually, I need to get the the X-wing mm. to accompany this, which I think is on sale at the minute. I think it's like thirty bucks. It's normally forty bucks, but yeah, you can get those on a deal, man. Those X-wings are always around for like twenty-five quid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well yeah, worth yeah, waiting until yeah, it's on yeah. sale, then grab it. Yeah, we'll do. Sure. Good. So I finished that, uh, ploughing through the uh, through the old Thrawn book, and yeah, watched uh, watched this chapter seven a couple of times actually. So yeah, bit of a good Star Wars week. What about you? Anything, dude? Um, what have I done? I've uh, I've done obviously Boba Fett. Uh, did start my A wing as well. The Lego did that. Did a bit of that. Um, and finished the last Thrawn book, Lesser Evil. Mm, nice. So this the, that rounds out the trilogy, right, of the newer ones. Yeah, so this is like a prequel trilogy to the the latest Throne mm. um, iteration in canon. Um, so you know there was the the one that we talked about that you're reading. It's like it's the it's sort of the prequel to that trilogy, um, which is actually weird because it makes that trilogy you're reading a little bit easier to read because you've got more info on like the ascendancy and stuff. It adds a little bit more context. I won't spoil the ending, but it's clearly obvious. Um. But in, also in a way where you're like, oh, actually, that's I'm sort of all right with that. Like, that's pretty cool. I like that, you know. So, uh, mm-hmm. good, good. Complex, <laughs> though, because all the names, you know what it's like having read. Actually, it's probably not as quite as 
complex um, in that other trilogy because it's a lot of the Empire stuff. But you know, like when when there's all the chess names, you're like, what the? Then you got to learn all the um, the different layers in the families and how it all works. Like it's this full aristocracy. And you're like, geez, that's 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 <laughs> heavy. But once you sort of start to navigate it a little bit, it's, uh, yeah, it's badass, man. I think you'll like it. It's but it's long. It's a long book. It's like 550 pages, which is unusual for a Star Wars book. That is quite big. Yeah, normally it's around three mm. hundred ish. Yeah, that. yeah. But it was good, man. I think you like it. It's, um, I mean, the, like I said before, the character is just so much tighter in my view in this new canon, mm. and there's there's a lot of you know similarities and, and and so on. But like I said before, it's like when um when you see a movie character and and and, and the audience responds to one element of that character. So then over the course of the seasons or the movies it sort of dials in on that particular aspect of it. Like Jack Bauer, it was like the whole kind of just, this guy's sort of a bit bulletproof, bit of a machine. So like they just kept making that more and more the thing that he was known for. And it's like the intelligence side of it with Thrawn, like they've, they've just keep refining, refining, refining. So it's fascinating to see develop, dude. It's a great character as well to, um, to dive into if you're, if you're, um, I was going to say if you're sick of, but <laughs> if you've read plenty of um, like Skywalker stuff and, that whole saga and and all that lot it's such a good character because he's involved enough that you can you've got a, a handle on what's going on so many other important stories that are happening but it's different enough and provides some variety that it's not the expected you know there's a journey to something there's a lightsaber battle somebody wins you know normally a skywalker and that's it uh, thrawn has got such a such a good background and he, he's also one of those characters that keeps you guessing as well for me throughout the books keeps you guessing as in is, is he going to remain loyal to the emperor is he not is he going to do something else so he's a very cool and that's down to the authors as well you know but uh, uh timothy's on right he's done all of them i think yeah, 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 yeah. he's done everything he reckons he's done with it now but i don't think he is after this one but i think what's interesting is like you know we're going to see thrown in live action obviously as we know um after rebels which the end of the book i think that you're reading like when you've read it just We'll talk about it because I think it changes the ending of Rebels a little bit. Um, but what's weird is that in Rebels and everything, you're taught to think this, you know, Thrawn's a villain. But then when in, in the Thrawn books, he's the hero. Mm. And it's like that trilogy you're reading, the Thrawn trilogy from 2017 onwards, is like, you know, it's him and Anakin or him and Vader, um, you know, and, or him and Amidala. Or, or, you know, there's such a a range and he's always the hero and then you when you read this one the ascendancy trilogy he like he legitimately is the hero mm. and you just you, you know, i'm not to say too much on it but you know the the, the, the there, are, there are elements of legends in there characters from legends that have been reinterpreted for for, for canon and they're the bad people <laughs> and you're like wait a minute how am i supposed to feel about this guy um and I, I just think that's quite interesting because a lot of the best Star Wars books like Lost Stars and a few of the other ones, they, like even Rogue One with Galen Erso, they, they sort of toe that line of, um, I don't quite know how I feel about this character. Like you sort of go crazy over Luke Skywalker because it's Luke Skywalker and you just know how you should feel about him. And it's the same with, like maybe that's why Anakin's such a fascinating character and why people are gravitating towards him is that he's you, like, is, is this guy good? Is he bad? And Thrawn is just becoming that more and more and more, which is, if you were to just watch Rebels, you'd be like, well, he's just an admiral, he's just a bad guy. Then you read this stuff and you're like, yeah, but is he? 
So I do it. I just it's rare that I think in Star Wars that you get that layering. You know, you don't. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's usually Han Solo or Princess Leia or you know the Emperor or even like Vader's probably probably the most complex character outside of Thrawn. And that's not. I mean, he's not super complex, is he? So it's it's very interesting. Yeah, and that's yeah. It's a double edged sword in in one respect uh, because you've got the um, the simplicity of Star Wars, which makes it so accessible to everybody. And uh, you've also got this layering that we've spoken about re- a lot recently, where if you can get it right, then it really helps to immerse you into a, into a character's complete backstory and what they're up to and stuff like Thrawn. So I guess it's like, yeah, do you, um, as, as an author, I guess, do you, do you go in really deep and you start to flesh it all out and do that stuff like, uh, like T- Timothy Zahn has, has done with Thrawn? Or do you keep it fairly simple, like you said, yeah, let's just use Han because he's just a smuggler that likes using his blaster a lot. Keep it nice and simple. So it's the beauty of Star Wars, man. Accessible, mm-hmm. but also also deep when you need it. Yeah, deep. Deep. No, it is. It is. It's, um, it's, it's sort of, you know, I don't want to get too much into this, probably for after the Boba Fett chat, but, you know, you, you've got all this good stuff going on, and then you've just got the movies. And it's sort of, I don't know, man, it just leaves you with this weird taste, doesn't it? Just leaves you with this weird taste. Yeah. Yeah, I'll read you, dude. But then again, it relies on you going off and reading that extra stuff and doing that that stuff, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, imagine if they just approached a Star Wars movie with the same depth that they approve, no, like you could, you could take your pick, you know, anything from Godfather right up, you know, take it, take your pick of any kind of real, well thought out, intricate movie, you know, and even, even something like whether it's not necessarily a good movie, but just the thought that goes into like a Spider-Man No Way Home or, a, um, you know, just any sort of MCU thing where this, you know, they, they can let you down with, with certain films, but at least there are elements of connectivity and so on there. It's like, don't know, it just feels like the attention just slips with it, you know? And it, I, I can't, I know we're going about it a lot and it's, it's sort of, it's pertinent to the Boba Fett stuff because, mm. yeah. you know, that's slipped and it's moved and, and, you know, we get good episodes and bad. It's just, don't know, man, it's that inconsistency is bizarre for such a big brand. I read you. I think that's probably why the um, we're going a bit deep here today. We're going a bit uh, in depth on this th- on this stuff, yeah, but um, <laughs> but I think it's um, probably the reason why they're pushing the Disney Plus TV side of stuff or side of things so hard because um, it's very difficult to accomplish that combination of accessibility and layering within a single film or even a trilogy, which is why I think. Um, it's one one of those small reasons why the uh, the sequel trilogy didn't quite hit, but uh, with a TV series, you could you've got a, you've got bags more you know bags more time to focus in on a character, which is probably the reverse, which is why Mando works and why Boba Fett hasn't, because you've got time to explore and dive into that stuff with Mando and go deeper. Whereas with Boba Fett, we've just had a very almost binary: is he badass? Mm. Is he not? Is he going to fight? Is he not? Is he? Has he got the hump? Has he not? You know, that kind of thing that we've had episode to episode. So I, I guess it's like, um, 
we've been saying it for ages and loads of Star Wars fans have said it in, on Twitter and socials for ages. It's like, that's why you should give Filoni and Favreau some, some bit more power to go and make their own films and stuff because they're the dudes that bring that to, to anything. Even in like a 45 minute episode of Star Wars, you get all that cool stuff. It doesn't feel shallow like the Rise of Skywalker did. Yeah. I think that's a good word, the, the shallow element of it, because it's, it, 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 it's just like an understanding of, of, of the, number one, the, obviously the IP and the, you know, the, the universe and the characters, but also that understanding of just what makes us tick as fans. Um, and just that, that feeling that there's definitely something, there's something missing from a lot of Star Wars. And it does, I know this is really simple to say, but it just feels like that whenever there's Dave Filoni involved in it, it, that thing is not missing. And it's, that might be just a fandom thing because we're big fanboys. Like, would my mum watch Rise of Skywalker and love it? Maybe because it's just a good Star Wars film for someone that doesn't really care about Star Wars films. Mm. You know, it's, I don't know. I suppose you've got that, you know, I guess maybe that jaded element of um, being a fan. You know, are you always mm. looking for too much? Are we, you know, do you stray into the territory of being pissed that Ray's not a, a Kenobi and, you know, that Qui-Gon's not Anakin's dad and all all these, you know, random theories that Snoke's Mace Windu and all these things that you just, that would be cool. But you did, you know, do you, do, you, do you fall in love with them too much too early? And and, and it, it's, there's a, it's hard to just figure that out, isn't it? You know, what's, what's genuinely not great and what's sort of the thing that we're pissed about just because we're fans? Mm-hmm. I feel you. I think I think our our dear listener will feel it as well. Yeah. We should probably stop there. I'm nodding. Yep. Mark, for the benefit of listener, Mark's got that kind of Yep. The nod that just says, Yep. We read you. Yep. We feel you. Anyway. Let's talk about some Boba Fett, shall we? The book of Boba Fett. I bloody have to. Bloody have to now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's um chapter it's uh it's chapter seven that's just that's just rounded out the the first season i assume rightly or wrongly that there could be another chapter uh, another season or another book whatever you want to call it but for now season one's done so we were we were hyped up for the last couple of episodes before this one for obvious reasons we had luke back we had um oh dude we didn't we haven't we're not doing news but i just want to say um just want to pick up on something that I saw in the news. I think it was this week or the week at the end of last week. You know, we said about the visual side of Luke Skywalker and the way that they had upped their game with the the facial CG and stuff. Mm. And we said, how did they get his voice to be so accurate? Mm. And you said, they uh, Mark Hamill probably got Luke's voice to like 80% and then they took over and did the mm. rest. He didn't do any of it. I know. How crazy that is that? Yeah. The descript thing, didn't we? We said you could maybe do it with something like that voice synthesizer, but yeah, it's nuts, isn't it? That's just amazing. Like I know people, like ninety nine percent of people, are focused on the visual side of things and the mm. facial animation and whatnot. But dude, I just cannot get over that that they fed that into a neural engine, and it, that's it. That's just somebody that just oh my god, that floored me. Honestly, when I read that, I was like, fuck off. Yes, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> that is nuts so anyway yeah we've spoken about all the obvious stuff with luke and you know 
the Jedi Order, the early days, all that stuff. But now we've come back to the focus being back to Boba Fett. We're back almost like we were plucked out of the story for a little while. Now we're back in and it's the big showdown, right? So um, the Pikes are looking to take over Mos Espa. He wants to stand by his people, which seems kind of weird. And now he's drafted in some muscle. We've got the people of Freetown show up, even though Cobb Vanth is was down and out we thought so they've turned up we've got the dudes on the on the vespers they're rocking and rolling and we have a big old classic movie style um rancor monster showdown thingy so as always dude i'm gonna ask you for your thoughts just straight off the bat what did you think to chapter seven um mixed feelings about it because it was um just Weird mixed feelings, like some very, very good elements. Some very good elements. You know, everything from seeing Mando do his thing and be the badass that we know he is to Cad Bane being the badass we know he is to the Clone Wars references and the, the canonization of everything. And, and you know, the, everything like the use of the jetpacks and the bloody Rancor doing the Kong and, you know, all that stuff was great. The references of, you know, Boba first riding the, the beast and all that in, in the, the animated side of things, the first appearance. Like, there's so many good things about it. But it's, it's just, again, like it didn't quite... It's, it, halfway through it, it felt like it was going to go nuts and be brilliant. And then it just sort of stopped at that level. It didn't get any bigger. And... and I think what's a shame about it is that the best things about it, outside of Cad Bane and Boba Fett, which was by far the best Boba's been, and the badass that we saw with Boba finally opening up and kicking some ass. And, you know, the season coming full circle with him using the gaffy stick instead of the weapon, and, you know, that, that just shows his transformation and his journey, and, you know, Cad Bane could never anticipate that. So that, that, that element of it was nice, but it just never got there because... It, you you were still hemmed in by the fact that the most powerful part of this entire thing was Mando and Grogu. And the fact that we knew Grogu was going to talk the Rancor down because we've seen that in Rebels. We've seen it all over the place now. Um, and the fact that that was more exciting than Boba, even though Boba was a badass in this one, he was. And, you know, he, he really was, but he just, he was the least interesting character out of the entire season. And, and he, he was great at the end. Don't get me wrong, but it was too, for me, it was too little too late of that character. And I just, I just wish that they not said it's the book of Boba Fett. I just wish they'd said, do you know what? It's like, you know, whatever, let's call it trials of Tatooine or something. And let's not, let's not lynch it around a character. Let's lynch it around a story because then we're not setting the expectation of Boba. And we can learn from that. We can move him around and we can do whatever. Um, and then we wouldn't be as annoyed if he wasn't the most interesting person. But like Fennec Shan called all the shots. He barely said a word for himself. Didn't make any decisions. The mods were absolutely terrible. Um, those fucking Vespers are awful. The acting was, they're crap. They were rubbish. <laughs> they were rubbish. Had to let them go in the end. Um <laughs> So I, it's, I don't know, I feel weird about it, man. It's sort of ambivalence to a degree in that I appreciate how it moves everything on. But I don't know, it's just something fell off. But it's, diffi it's difficult to say why because there were some great moments and set pieces, you know? Do you know what I mean? 
What? I, know I don't what know. You mean, dude. I know exactly what yeah. you're driving at. Yeah, I think yeah. Um, it's one of those. It's one of those TV shows where, unlike The Mandalorian, where after you've got a few episodes in, you could expect the quality to come. Like every episode, although there weren't ten out of ten episodes every time, you knew that the the storytelling was was bang on. The character progression was really good. Had its little action moments and set pieces. With this one, it felt like you were getting there, but then you would get stuck in third gear, and then it would rewind again, and you'd come back down, and then you'd think, "Oh, it's going to kick off. It's going to be awesome," but then it would only get to seventy percent, and you'd be like, "Okay." So I know what you mean. It's like Boba Fett as a character sort of came in drips and drabs as badass moments, but as the as the tentpole character for the series, based off of his name. The expectation was so high, and I think that's potentially a mistake on on Disney's end, Lucasfilm's end, because although the fans love Boba, and he's such a he's such a loved character from way back in, you know, since the early eighties, since Empire Strikes Back, everyone just seemed to gravitate towards him, even though he's on screen for like forty five seconds across the entire thing. He's um fans just really gravitated towards him and loved him, and that legacy has carried on all the way up into modern Star Wars. So I think they just got a bit ahead of themselves. Like, yeah, let's do a Boba Fett TV show because everybody loves Boba Fett. And then you get to that point probably where you're like, okay, so what are we going to do with Boba Fett? Well, I don't know. You could probably have him doing this for a bit. Well, that's not going to fill six episodes. Definitely not seven. Don't worry about that. We can bring this dude back. We'll interject some story with him and then bring it, you know, coalesce at the end and it'll be badass. So I think you get, I think the, the content, didn't drive the story. I think the story was, they got ahead of themselves. It was like, let's make it about the character. But now we've realized there isn't enough content about the character to fill a TV show. So that's why you end up with these little, little moments of greatness, but just not enough. It just doesn't feel like there's enough substance to the character in this anyway. I'm sure across tons of different expanded universe bits and pieces and comics and books over the years, there's been some great, Boba Fett stories but in this I don't know man it just felt like really I felt I felt just underwhelmed at the end of it because I thought even though this is the last episode and it should be like the big showdown and the Rancor thing was really good and you know that was all good it it was good but as a Boba Fett specific program I just felt you've wasted it you just wasted that opportunity dude so yeah I get what you're driving at and I feel the same for me it's like a the whole thing is like a six out of 10. And then this last one's probably a, oh, a seven at the most, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I can't help but feel that you were onto something when you mentioned it last week. You said that somebody tweeted out an idea to say, why don't you, why don't you just scrap all this? It's the book of somebody or it's about that and just call it Star Wars. Let's just have a Star Wars thing and this is just the next chapter in the star wars story or something like that so then you don't have to be shackled by the name or the expectation of the name and stuff like that and i've because we've had the mandalorian specific episode and then pretty much the luke skywalker specific episode they were much better (laughs) than the book of boba fett ones but you know that's probably i don't know if i was to re-watch the series i'd probably just watch those two and maybe some of the maybe some of the croissant and stuff, because I love that character. I think that's a really good character. And again, when he's on screen, he shines and takes the spotlight away from Boba Fett a little bit again. So 
don't know, man. It's a weird situation to be in. Like Boba Fett's almost like the cameo star of his own show. If that, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's just weird because it was. You're right. Like they sort of didn't know what to do with him, but then you've got the Bad Batch exploring the cloning. You've got that linking to the cloning in Mandalorian, you know, with the symbols and Mount Tantis, uh, probably going to link to Thrawn. You would have thought maybe a little bit of a soaker. I don't know. But then you've got the son of a bloody clone. The, 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 sorry, you've got the son, the clone son of the template for the bloody clones. And you ignore that entirely, despite teasing it in the earlier episodes. Like with some of those deleted scenes from, from uh, Attack of the Clones and so on. And I just, I just don't get what the point of the story was. I, I understand it was, you know, here's someone that's gone through a journey. Something bad's happened to them. They've got tired of always being the guy that is always in the, you know, the bantha doo-doo. And <laughs> he's going on this journey. He was, you know, he was struck by the Tuscans and that helped him change his ways. And, you know, can you really escape your past? Can you escape your nature? I get what they were trying to do with it. But there are better ways. It got better when Cad Bane came in. Cad Bane, they killed the guy. And he was top three, one of the best things about this entire thing. If not top two. Like, it, it was, it was, he was off the charts good when it comes to just being scary and the way he delivered everything. And, you know, it's just business. And then the tie back to the Clone Wars. You know, you're, you're not a boy anymore. All that. Like, that was just, that's great. Great for exposition for the casual person watching it. Great for geeks like you and me, because we're like, oh, I've seen those episodes. That's what Star Wars is about now. That's, that's you know, that's how Star Wars is today. And that's what we like. Um, but I don't know, it just makes you, how did they get it so wrong in that? If you wanted to tell that same story and show that journey, you surely you show him fighting Django Fett's nature. And, you know, almost the narrative and the, 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 the subtext to it. And, and even, even being a bit more overt with it, it is this notion that actually you might be a clone, but you can, you don't have to be the way that your dad was, despite you being a clone and being genetically exactly the same. Like you now have this choice in front of you, but it, it was just like they went about it in such a, just such a ill-conceived way. Um, and I think what made it worse was they did include the Mando stuff. And, and I, don't get me wrong, dude, I absolutely loved it. Like, that is some of the best Star Wars for a long time, those two episodes. But did it, you know, in hindsight, like you said, do it a disservice? Did it do this season a disservice? Did it do the character of Boba a disservice? Um, and... Did it just take away all that gravitas for giving a shit about Boba? Like, do we really give a crap about Boba when you've got the reunion of Mando and, and, and Grogu, you know? Do, and, and, and then we're seeing Yoda, Yoda's lightsaber, and we're seeing Grogu make the decision and, you know, manage the force better than we've ever seen. There was too much in there for Boba to stand a chance, man. And then I think that to just wrap that up, I think it was topped off by the fact that you know, Robert Rodriguez, who directed all the Boba episodes, 
um, I think you had Bryce Dallas Howard and Dave Filoni on the Mando ones. You had Rob Rodriguez saying, I know that every episode is going to blow you away. And he's going to change Star Wars forever. And you were like, really? The only reason it's changed Star Wars forever is because Luke's back. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, Luke and Ahsoka have met. And it... I don't know, it's just fucking weird, man. Just all <laughs> weird. The entire thing's weird. It is weird, isn't it? Because you would think that the, what's the word? What's the best phrase for this? The the kind of storytelling powerhouse that is Lucasfilm. And let's not forget that along with newer people that have jumped on board in either the story group that we t- we spoke about with Charles Soule, you know, those the, the the kind of newer blood, if you like, who are, st- who are telling newer stories. You've got a bu- new people that are jumping on all the time, and you've also got veterans that have been at Lucasfilm for decades, and they know this stuff, like, inside out, and they've spoken to thousands of fans over the years, and they know... They, it's, it's not like... It's not like a new game studio that's popped up, and this is their first project. And they're like, okay, we're going to have a stab at a Star Wars game. You know, these are people that know, they just know it inside out. So it was really surprising where you get um, just a, I wouldn't say it, it was an epic fail. It's not that bad, but it could have been so much better, right? It could have been a, a, a an insanely good, gritty story. And that's the, that I think that's the appeal as well for a lot of Star Wars fans who like Boba Fett in that, Whenever there's something that pops up around the character, they just swarm towards it. Like I said, he's a he's a loved character, and um, coincidentally, they released some some uh, footage from a video game that was meant to come out years ago. I think it was called Star Wars thirteen thirteen. It was about the lower depths on Coruscant. Yeah, that was like badass, man. Yeah, did you see that? And it was um, yeah. it was actually Boba Fett that was you know chipping around and all. So. When that game was announced, everybody lost their shit over that because it was like, yeah, we're going to play as a bounty hunter. It's probably going to be fit. And, you know, we're going to be on Coruscant. It's going to be dark and gritty and it's going to be good. You you could almost lift that up and put it in into this TV show. You've got that. And they almost they almost carbon copied it where um, uh, a while ago in the Clone Wars when Ahsoka went on the run after she was framed, she went into the lower depths on Coruscant and it was all very dark and stuff like that. So when you get that um, that kind of vibe in the storytelling and you get that fan reaction, it's all really good and stuff. And you think, yeah, this could be badass. It could be amazing. And then when you get to the end and you're like, yeah, it wasn't an epic fail, but I just don't know where they went wrong. So it is weird where you have such talent there, but it doesn't seem to hit home. And I think that's probably the frustration that we all had with the sequel trilogy films at one point or another, where you think this is like the most badass franchise stuff you could ever dream to work, you know, and all that. So um, to wrap this up, that part of it, then I think we're not fans of this, are we overall in terms of an episode as a finale and as a series across seven episodes? I don't think we're it. Would you recommend it? Like say if someone said to you like, Mark, I'm a bit of an idiot because I've not seen star Wars before heard about this Boba Fett thing. Do you, do you reckon I should give it a go? I've only ever seen the, you know, the OT films years ago when I was a kid, would you say, yeah, go for it? Or would you, yeah, not bother? Well, I'm a bit of a completist, aren't I? So I'd say, yeah, just because of that, I'd say you've got to see, I mean, you've got to see it because of Luke and Grogu and Mando. It's almost, if you watch anything that's going to be the future of Star Wars, you've got to, you have got to know this story. 
Mm. And I think that's the key thing is that there are so few elements around Boba that you need to know, but so many others that are important to the future of Star Wars. Um, and even the past of Star Wars, you know, Clone Wars stuff. And I think that is where the problem lies. I think the casual viewer don't need to watch it. Like, I think the best example, actually, mate, is that it is like Sam's mum and dad, you know, Big T. Oh, just one sec. Someone's turned up, guys, at my bloody house. Yeah, Big T. Um, <laughs> he, he loved The Mandalorian. But is he going to love this? Well, no, he's not. But he is going to love the Mando episodes, you know? So you can't not watch it. Mm, yeah. It's tough, though, isn't it? Because you'll just get a slap afterwards. Your mate will come up to you and give you a shot and they'll be like, why did you tell me to watch that for? I liked one and a half yeah. episodes out of the seven. But then at the same oh, time, like Danny at work, he's loved it. He has, hasn't he? Old Danny. You know, and, and I get yeah. it because a lot of people online are loving it. Like, you know, it's great to great to see the Tuscans and the backstory. And, get, you know, some of that stuff is great. You just sort of accept it's slow burn. Oh, mate, the Tuscan stuff was so good. I loved it. That first yeah. couple of episodes, that was so it was good. Slow. Yeah. It was slow, but that's all right. But that was okay, though, because it was, it was into, into, um, you know, interspersed with some, some cool action scenes, like with the pikes and the shootout on the train. And, you know, that was not too bad. It did, it did irk me a little bit that it was very slow in some places, but the actual backstory and the flashbacks with the, with the, the Tuscan Raiders was really good. And, um, I'd love to have them, I'd love for them to have come back in the series somehow because you felt like they were such a pivotal part of Boba's progression as a person, I suppose, after just being, like I mentioned earlier, very binary, even though he still is to a degree. Now he's got this layer, uh, you know, on his character where he's not just a, I'm going to kill you for money or I'm not going to kill you. you know, instead of that, it's now this emotional tie that he's got because they were initially going to leave him for dead or they were going to kill him. But then he showed some, some kind of something inside him that they, they were like, okay, we'll give him a, we'll give him a go. And then he ended up proving himself. And I was like, oh, this is so good because we know so little about the, the Tuscan Raiders and the sand people, unless you've read some of the novels about that stuff. But, um, so I, I'm not too bummed with that because I imagine Fingers crossed, we're going to get to some Tuscan stuff when the Kenobi show lands in May. However, I do feel like they should have, because once it was once it was done, we end, it, we knew that um, uh, Cad Bane had killed them, right, and made it look like it. Yeah. So once we found that out, it was like, hold on, there's going to be some Tuscan raiders coming over the hill in a minute. They're going to come and get revenge on Cad Bane, and they're going to come and help out Boba Fett. It's going to be awesome. But we didn't see any of that. They were just in it for the first couple, and then boom job done so that was disappointing i don't want to i don't mean to go on and be a negative ninny but they it could have been some very some of the story plots could have developed into a much bigger much grander finale for us because i think they relied on the rancor thing what do you reckon to the rancor thing um it was one of those things where it was so obvious when you saw it, you're like, oh, of course that's what's happened. But I was totally, that, that was some of the best stuff for me. It was really good to see. It was a nice callback to the animation that we first saw Boba appearing. Um, it, it was, um, 
it was nice because it came off the back of the jetpack stuff and the classic good, the bad, the ugly, you know, wire to <laughs> Butch Cassidy, you know, back to back shooting that Mando and Boba had done. Like so that was some of the best stuff that I've seen for a long time in that regard. It was great. Like that entire sequence I thought was brilliant. Um, for, for, for such a, a myriad reason, you know, you, you, because there was so much good stuff in that. Like I said, you know, the, um, all of the Western stuff, you know, the two down and out, the bloody jetpacks were brilliant. Great to see him being in such command of the jetpacks now that the effects have uh, enabled that. I just all of that was great. And the Rancor was part of that. Um, you know, Mando was an idiot. I don't know what he thought he was going to do, but it's just Mando being Mando and diving in and thinking, oh, I need to help out. Fair play. Um, and then we obviously knew what Grogu was going to do. So I enjoyed the Rancor part of it. So I felt sorry, you know, I felt sorry for the guy. I was like, you're getting beat up by these bloody <laughs> Scorpion droids. Like what? I feel bad for you, son. You got 99 problems, but Scorpion droid. Well, they are one, actually, as it goes, because Boba's made it your problem. So I enjoyed it. I, I, I thought it was all good. There was, there was sniffs of stop motion in there, which I'm sure was on purpose. Um, and it, it just, it felt Star Wars, didn't it? It all felt Star mm -hmm. Wars, which was quite nice. So I, yeah, I didn't mind any of that. And like I said, it, some of the set pieces were great. The, the, the clearly Western influenced stuff. Brilliant. No problem with that. I thought it was great. Um, and it just, it's a bit like, you know, sort of the people that don't like the last Jedi, but they can't argue with that throne room fight scene. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's badass. Yeah. Or like Phantom Menace, but Jewel of the Fates, you know, yeah. You, you don't matter what you think of all that other stuff, that bit's badass. And I think that is this entire middle bit of the Book of Boba Fett for me, um, Rancor included. What about you? How did you feel with the uh, the Rancor and everything? The, the guy, the, the, the Rancor had grown, man. You've mm. been feeding it up. Oh, yeah. It's been having its vegetators, hasn't it? The Rancor. It's, oh, uh, he's grown up. Look at you. Yeah, with your, with your tough skin, your armor plates now all fully formed and all good. Look at you. Let's tickle you under the chin a little bit. Yeah, he's a good boy. Oh, do you want a treat? Do you want a treat? Yeah, what do you want? What about three of those battle droids? <laughs> <laughs> it, um, it's, it was cool to see the Rancor in like full swing. I think it's yeah. the best, you know, because much love to Phil Tippett and the other animators back in the day who did the stop motion stuff. That did look really good for the, at the time. But you were limited, weren't you? You only saw it sort of very slowly sort of lummocking around and wasn't very quick whereas this dude i did think we were going to drift into a bit of a cheesy sort of hong um king kong moment where he scales up the building and i thought here we go yeah, yeah. you know it's gonna be a, a classic which wouldn't be a bad thing but i thought oh come on don't go too cheesy this yeah. is all good it was close wasn't it it was very close yeah and um but i did love it though it did feel very star wars -y. it felt very classic star wars -y, which was great and then the grogu thing was really cool that was very cool. When it laid up and had a little nap with it at the end and like, yeah, come on, you've had a tough one. Have a nap. I'll yeah. have a nap with you. It was, and a it nice was cute. Cause it's like everyone can relate to that. You've got a kid or a dog or something that like does that very thing. Like that's why Grogu is so appealing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what do you think to Grogu's decision then? Because at the very end of chapter six, Luke gave him the choice, like you can stay here and continue your training or you can go back and see as, as a uh, Peli, uh, described him your old man it's like a father-son thing going on again so well, that's a, an interesting decision right well it is 
And I, I think it's a, I think it's um, uh, a clear narrative decision that will probably feed into Ahsoka's relationship with Luke and, and the commentary on what the Jedi has to become in order to, to thrive in this new era. Um, you know, Luke was very much talking like Yoda and like, you know, like Mace Windu and like Qui-Gon. You know, you can't have the attachments. And like we said last week, well, what about Luke and Leia and Luke and Han and Han and Leia? And like, it's that sort of BS. And then, you know, Ahsoka was, you know, friend of the family. Yeah, there's, there's, I feel that that decision will go some way to helping Luke become the last Jedi version of Luke that sees the Jedi's hubris. Um, and it might be one of the things where he sees that, well, actually, you can have a bit of attachment and it's all right. You know, maybe you do need something to fight for. Maybe, you know, maybe we see Obi-Wan or we, he realizes that Obi-Wan, from, maybe from Ahsoka, you know, was sort of knocking Satine off. Um, <laughs> and and that's where the name Ben came from. You know, I mean, there's so, there's so much that can be done with that because it's clear that every Jedi that has been told not to have attachments has attachments. Mm-hmm. It's, it's absolutely, it goes against nature. Um, but Luke is still in that, you know, what is he at this point? So he's probably 28, 29, um, maybe a bit younger. So he's still a kid. He's still learning the ways of the Jedi. He's got no trainer. He's got no one teaching him. There's no Jedi master. Um, he's sort of reading the books, isn't he? He's got the Haynes manual of Jedi, <laughs> of Jedi, Jedi stuff. So yeah. may, I, I don't know. I feel like that decision from Grogu will maybe catalyze the change in Luke that we'll see over the next 20 years. Cause they ain't done with Luke now, you know, they ain't done with that. Um, there's 20 years of telling the stories that people want to hear that can be achieved. And I, I, I just think we'll see that. And it's that journey, I think might be catalyzed by this decision from Grogu. The fact that he's come across this Uber force sensitive being that looks like bloody Yoda and he's let him go just because he's hanging on to this attachment that some dead Jedi has said you're not supposed to have, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe it's wrong. You know, maybe, I, I don't know. I feel like it just might be a catalyst, dude. What about mm-hmm. you? Yeah. Same. I think, uh, I think these decisions and these moments will sort of path the way for Luke. We all want him to be the next grand Jedi master like Yoda was, you know, and build the order and do all that stuff. We all want that. But we know that's not how the story ends for him. So I think these little moments will, yeah, you're right. They'll probably shape, you know, his course, you know, leading up to the next 20 years or whatever. But I hope, um, yeah, I, we're definitely not done with Luke from a an on-screen storytelling perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you saw the whole um, thing in the news with uh, Sebastian Stan saying, Everyone lost their mind over it. He wasn't really saying anything. He just said, well, never say never. But, you know, at the moment, you know, blah, blah. He made a little joke out of it, but he didn't flat out say, no, I'm not going to do it, which is kind of cool. So I think we'll get to see some kind of live action Luke thing that will go into more of those decisions that led to that thing in The Last Jedi or that that subject. But I hope he doesn't go down the road of, of, uh, of Daniel from Cobra Kai because that's annoying after a while. Oh, he's a bell end, isn't he? Sometimes is Daniel. Like, took Johnny Lawrence to beat some sense into him. Do you know? Right, right. So you were right in that the way that Luke has started to teach the Force and stuff, he does start to sound like Yoda and mention him a lot. With the Cobra Kai thing, it's like, Daniel, I can't open this tin of beans. He's like, well, Mr. Miyagi told me how to do this one time. Like every other sentence is like, Mr. Miyagi, that. It's just, I hope we don't go down that road. But 
there's definitely that Yoda influence in how he approaches his teachings and stuff. So, yeah, not sure on Grogu though. Yeah, I'm not sure on Grogu on how on what's going to happen with him next. Whether he's just going to stay with Mando for a while now, or whether he's going to be, or somebody's going to make that decision for him. Like, because you know, in Chapter Six, where Ahsoka says to Mando, "If you go and see him, he'll." you know, reinforce the attachment he has for you and it'll affect his training. And he was like, yeah, you're right. I'm going to bugger off. Maybe Mando will say to him, look, you've got to go back, finish your training sort of thing. You, you know, maybe that decision we made for him. I don't know, but I don't know where they're going to go with Grogu in season three of Mando. Well, there's echoes of um, Luke in Empire there as well. You know, I promise I'll come back and all that sort of stuff. So narratively, you know, Star Wars lights a, a mirror image, doesn't it? Um, mm, I, true. I, I can see that probably being the case actually I think that's a great shout and yeah it's it's weird I thought Ahsoka was a bit of a dick with it as well you know for, <laughs> she thought I just thought she was just laying it on a bit thick like I get that I do get what she was saying and you've got to think are you joking did we, we did all those years and all those battles and all that time with Anakin teach you nothing you know do you you literally would not kill Anakin in Rebels. You pretty much flat out said it. So how can you, I just don't, I don't see it. Some of these characters are way too sort of binary sometimes. They saw the, and and I'm sure it's written like that on purpose, but I think there are elements of it where they, they sort of forget some of the stuff that has been built up because I think when you're writing something like Clone Wars for seven seasons, it's impossible not to forge relationships with people. You know, it, it would be impossible to write a show for that long with a subset, a set of characters and relationships not naturally formed. And so for that to then happen from Ahsoka later, you know, is she scarred because she became mates with Barry Sophie and she became mates with Anakin and look, that all went tits up. Um, but Ahsoka's character is not that character. She's always that optimist. She's always that, you know, people are better than this sort of person. Um, so I didn't think that were a bit weird, especially given how much training she's had versus how much Luke's had. Yeah, it was just, a bit, yeah. Oh, didn't it? Just didn't, there was just something a bit off with that. Yeah, I, I read you. Yeah, there was, maybe that's the limitation of how much screen time she had because she was only in it for, what, a third of that episode, pretty much. So may, maybe it's that. Maybe if they, she, maybe if she was in it for two episodes, mm, I don't know. But then that's no, yeah, she that could have been written slightly differently for her to yeah. not be as. Was she being a bit preachy? Do you reckon she being a bit? Well, I don't know. I think she was being a bit sanctimonious with it, but then she was doing the very thing that caused Anakin to fall to the dark side. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if Jedi, if the Jedi had just had just said right, I'll tell you what, you're going to be a damn good soldier, you're going to be brilliant at what you do, you are going to be able to think objectively, but wouldn't it be great to have something to fight for? And by the way, if your wife's in trouble, <laughs> take her down the medical bay. You've got back to and all sorts of shit down there. Take it, whip her down there. As soon as it all kicks off, we'll sort it all out. Jobs, and guess what? We can do force healing. So. <laughs> We're good. But instead they were like, yeah, no, you know, they made him feel like that he couldn't say anything. And that's what pushed him to the dark side because Palpatine opened the door for him to be able to talk. And and then Ahsoka does the same thing. And it just, I don't know, but then that was a Fil- Filoni episode and you just can't help but think that if, 
anyone else, you'd be like, that's a bit of an oversight, is that? But then Filoni, you just think, mm, I don't I think it's, he knows her better than we do. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's an interesting subject. Uh, again, like so many things that we talk about on Spark Rebellion, we could do an old, uh, uh, an entire, you know, whole podcast episode mm. on that stuff. But um, going back to the Clone Wars, there's a really good episode where Padme is going off to investigate the banking, you know, the Munes, the banking dudes with a guy called Clovis. And Anakin's like really against it, but he can't say anything in front of everybody because yeah. he's really jealous. And Ahsoka, um, you know, is, knows about, she doesn't know about Anakin and, and Padme, but she knows that he's got feelings for her. And so she knows full well that whole thing around attachment and the, you know, all that stuff. So the fact that she does lay it on thick to Mando, when he's clearly not there to ruin anything, he's not turned up to be like, right, I don't want any of this going on. I just want to say hello <laughs> and give him his gift and I'll be on my way. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do any of that, mate, because and this is weird. Jedi stuff. So piss Jedi, off. yeah, you're not allowed in. Yeah. Yeah. Bizarre. Strange, mate. You, you know, if you think about it, right, I, the thing that someone, like imagine your kid goes off and, the you know, they're at football camp or whatever shite they do. Do you know what I mean? All that, you got to stand around, don't you? Not bothered about that. Um, <laughs> Cup of tea. All that stuff that they do, <clears throat> what does your kid do? Swimming. Good. That's a hassle, isn't it? So <laughs> you got to hang around Saturday morning, right? The kid comes home one morning. Knock, 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 knock. Dad, got a letter. Who from? Swimming guy. Right, what's his name? Don't know. Right. Let's have a look at the letter. He's probably got his name on. So you have a look at the letter. Sure enough, big Phil. Want to take kid on this swimming camp? There's about thirty of us going. The kid's terrified. Why? Going to be home for a, away from home for a week. What's the last thing you do? You know, you never say to the kid, "You're never coming back, and I will never see you again." <laughs> what you say is, "Well, it'd be all right. That be bang on. Be a little bit nervy, but you'll be back next week, and I'll still be here. But if you, just because I'm still existing at home, doesn't mean you can't enjoy this thing that you're doing here." So, all like, if Grogu's missing Mando, surely you just go up to him and go, you know, you thought you were never going to see me again? You are. Every now and again, I'm going to pop by. And if you do really well here, you're going to have such a great time. You'll get the best of both worlds. Jobs are good. And what is the problem? Mm -hmm. Not enough dads on the storytelling projects, clearly. Yep. Honestly, and swimming, nah, that can, now. Nah. Don't go swimming. It's Farukas. Yeah. Pee in the water. Not good. Pee-pee. Mm. Pee-pee. Just weird, man. And it, it is, I'm hoping that that story of Luke is told, that, that changing where the Jedi have to be something different. Because they pushed it, didn't they? You know? Yeah. With, with Rey, what are you? Oh, I'm a new type of Jedi. That's what? true. Yeah. Why? Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. And that's them saying it. Yeah. Finally. At last. Have a laugh at work with Jedis that aren't Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. Just my face. Score out of 10 for just chapter seven. Just chapter seven. I think you nailed it earlier, mate. Seven. And the season as a whole. Oh, you see, are we doing season without the Mando Epps? Are we doing like the actual Boba Fett? Are we doing the full season? Mm -hmm. All seven. 
All right. It's going to have to be a six again then. A six, yeah. Can't bring myself to go any higher. Mm, I'm a tad higher. I'd probably go. I'd probably go for a six and a half. Mm. And I think that half that is point. Only a tad. Yeah, I think that half point is for the distractions more than the quality of the storytelling for Boba. Yep. Yep. Because they weren't terrible. Like I said, it wasn't. They didn't fail. They didn't trip up. And you know, it was the worst Star Wars thing we've ever seen. But the distractions, the Mando-specific stuff and the Luke stuff was just much better. And not just because it's Luke and that stuff, but it, it was just genuinely great Star Wars, you know. So, yeah. Okay, so not setting the world on fire there with the old scores. The next thing to look forward to then, dude, is the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, which is going to be here in a few months. That will go quick. Yeah. So, looking May 25th, forward to that. is it? Yeah. Mr. Mm. Trick there, May 4th. What's going on? What's that reserved for? Is that you, uh, you? You what? You know that? You know why it's coming out that day? What no, you do? No. The anniversary of New Hope releasing. I didn't realise that was the the time. It is. No. Okay. Forty five oh. years, isn't it? Okay. And no, I didn't join the dots because um, mm. this is going to have. Uh, I suppose. Yeah. It's every yeah. Everyone said the same thing. Like some people, like yeah, this is awesome. It's on the anniversary thereof. And uh, then you got people <laughs> saw one earlier. Yeah, it might be all right this, but I would have preferred it to come out on May the fourth. And I just fucking read it, and I thought to myself, "Fucking hell, I bet Deb fucking what's her name that runs it? What's her name? <laughs> fucking Disney. What's her name? That gets all the stick. Kathleen Kennedy. Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, I bet she's gutted. Like Razor Wire one one seven. I bet she's absolutely <laughs> livid. Like what? Bob. Yep. It's Kathleen. Come on in, Kathleen. How are you? Well, I was having a decent day, actually. The new poster's getting badass reviews. People are clocking that that might be Anakin's lightsaber. Ewan's looking great. Perfect tease. But, Razorback117, right? He's fucking livid, mate. He says, can we nudge it up a couple of weeks? Because he'd much prefer it to come out on May the 4th because it's Star Wars Day. And Bob's like... You know, I forgot about that. Yeah, never put two and two together. <laughs> right. Um, well, what do, what's it going to cost to change all the all the merch and everything? I don't know. Five million pounds, dollars, Bob. Oh, that's not so bad. Right. Get Razor one one seven on the phone, and we'll sort it out. Well, let's tell him that his opinion matters that much, and that is Star Wars fans. That's fandom for you. Oh man, it's insane. It's not like this is amazing. Thank you for giving us an Obi-Wan show and it's coming out in May, which is not in Yeah, not bad, but would have preferred <laughs> prefer a flan. <laughs> yeah, you you're absolutely right with that stuff. It's like this is going to be great, but there's always God. that but, isn't there? Yeah, it's great Star Wars this, but mm, mm, some questions. <laughs> questions. <laughs> Never thought I'd say it, but I want to hear more of one more Razor Crest 1176. Yep. Yep. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I'm not fussed when it comes out, to be honest, if you did. I was. I just no. assumed that, you know, May the 4th would have been a nice. But then again, the anniversary of A New Hope. Or Star Wars, if you want to be a purist. I guess, whatever. Whatever, man. 117. Yeah, whatever. Oh, God. Anyway, Honestly. anyway, that's going to be good though. I do think because that's another limited run thing, right? That's probably what six eps is it? 
five, six apps. Yeah. It makes you wonder, yeah. you know, if that's so well received, um, what they'll do with that, because it's such a good character. You know, so a character like Obi-Wan has not ever, you'd think, got a shelf life. I, d- I just don't know how you handle that, you know. Tuscan's good. Tuscan's, and I imagine it's a, a chunk of it will also be around communicating with Qui-Gon. Yeah. Because the Yoda, Yoda got uh, past the knowledge to do that stuff, didn't he? And then I think at the end of Revenge of the Sith, he's like, I've got more training for you when you're on Tatooine. And he says, Qui-Gon, holy nips. My old dude. All right, cool. Teach me. How do we do it? Send me a fax with some step-by-steps and we'll get on it. Because you're going to be on Dagobah. Got a fax machine. Sure. No signal, but you got a fax. Landline. Good. All good. Send it. Yeah, I'll nip to the uh, nip to Holiday Inn. I, I wonder <laughs> if Yoda is going to appear in that one, you know, because this is 10 years after, you know, Vader's still kicking around, going to see the Inquisitors, I'm sure. Going to be a rollicking adventure, apparently, uh, that encompasses <laughs> Luke and Leia. Um, you know, he's one of only three people in the galaxy that know they're related. Um, you know, it's an int- it's interesting, man. It is. It's, mm-hmm. It is interesting. And just before we wrap up, because I know we're short on time now, but do you... Was that Anakin's lightsaber in the poster? Yeah, I think so. Looks I like think it. it was as well. Yeah. Yep. The old brain cells started twitching on that one. We'll see. We'll see. Sound like a dad now. You'll see. We'll see. Well, we'll see, won't we? All right. We'll go. Can we go swimming? I'll decide later. We'll see. We'll see. I'll learn you. Yep. Backhander. Right. That'll do for episode 143. It's been lovely to chat Star Wars. More specifically, the Book of Boba Fett. It's good to round this out. It feels like it's only seven chapters, but it's been going on for ages. So it's good to, uh, it's good to um, put our scores on that. So That's not a good yeah. sign, is it? Back to news next week. We'll be covering all the stuff that's been going on. We've got some, we've got some upcoming Disney Plus news to talk about. We've got some gaming news and all sorts. So come back next week and we can uh, you can hear us chat more Star Wars so until then remember to follow this podcast in your fave podcast app just uh, fire it up hit the subscribe or the follow button so you won't miss an episode when it lands every Saturday and we're on the socials too Instagram, Twitter and Facebook there are links uh, just do a search for us or head over to the website sparklerebellion.com there are links there we chat Star Wars throughout the week and post little cool tidbits and news there so come and get involved and uh, if you like the show and you want to throw some support our way, we'd love that. You can do that via our Patreon. So just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon. You can jump on from various tiers there. Get yourself at minimum, at least, minimum. an SOR sticker to put on your laptop or your fridge or your significant other's forehead. Whatever you want, get yourself a sticker. And, uh, and thank you so much to our current patrons. We love you guys for your continued support. Thank you very much. Until next week, dude. It's been great, as always. Goodbye. Goodbye, man, a few words. Right, we'll see you next time. Until then, take care of yourself and may the force be with you always.